Good morning, Gates of the City. It's a great day. Yes, it is always a great day. God has never made a bad one. Amen. And actually, every day that God will ever make has already been made. So tomorrow's already made. So it's good. <laughs> Two days from now is already made. A week from now, a year from now, it's already, it's already set up. It's already ready. God doesn't wait till 12 o'clock midnight to, you know, get busy and, you know, has a, you know, I think some people envision that being like Santa Claus in the North Pole, you know, with his, all his little uh, elves trying to work things out and make everything get ready. No, he's already made it all. Amen? And that's who God is, and we're blessed to be on his side. Can you say amen to that? It's a great day. It is a great day. Well, we started last Sunday a new series entitled, God is for me. Um, I think maybe last week I had it up there as God is for you. I did. But today I'm changing it into God is for, say it. Say it again. Say God is for me. He's not against me. Amen. He's not against you. Um, you kind of trailed off at the end there when I said God is for me and not against me. I'm telling you today, God is for you and He is not against you. And throughout the rest of this series this month, we're going to talk about it and you're going to have you're going to have found yourself saying it over and over and over again and you need to be saying it every day to remind yourself God is for you. Doesn't matter what things look like. Doesn't matter what things that you face day to day. God is for you. Doesn't matter what you've been through in the past. You know, what, what tries to remind you, uh, say, from two years ago or five years ago or ten years ago, uh, thoughts that come to you to try to remind you and convince you that God is not for you. I'm telling you today, God is for you. Amen? And He's not against you. And if God is not against you and He's for you, then you win if you have faith that He's for you. Amen? Say amen. I'm telling you today, God is for you and not against you. God is on your side. Amen? God is here to be victorious in your life. He's already won every battle, so He's for us, and there's not anything that can be against us that succeeds. In your mind, you might think that if God is for me, then there's nothing that can be against me. In other words, then if God's for me, then there's then I'll never have another trial, another test, another attack, another this or that. But the Bible doesn't say that. The Bible says there's an enemy. There's an adversary. We talked about it last week. We're going to look at it a little bit more today. There's an enemy. There's an adversary. And he is against you. But if you believe God is for you, he can't succeed in his maneuver against you. His attacks against you cannot succeed if you believe God is for you. 
Say it. God's for me. I'm telling you today, God's for you. If God's for you, nobody can be against you. Glory to God. Amen? So, let's look at our foundational scripture, Psalm 124. Psalm 124. And um, maybe... And uh, verse 1, if it had not been the Lord who was on our side, let Israel now say, if it had not been the Lord who was on our side, when men rose up against us, anybody ever rose up against you before? If the Lord hadn't been on your side, what would have been the outcome? A lot of times we think we don't want people to rise up against us. Bible doesn't say that will never happen. For that to happen, you have to cease to exist and be removed from the planet. Had it not been for the Lord or the Lord being on our side when, some, when people rose up against us, in, in, in other words, what would have been the outcome? Then they would have swallowed us alive when their wrath was kindled against us. Then the waters would have overwhelmed us The stream would have gone over our soul, then the swollen waters would have gone over our soul, and on and on and on. And the last verse says, our help is in the name of the Lord who made heaven and earth. And if God is my helper, and He is helping me in every situation, then I don't have to look at situations like, what if the Lord had not been on my side? Because I'm telling you today, God's on your side. He is your helper. God is for you and not against you. And so as a result of that, no matter who or what rises up against you, and remember, when somebody rises up against you or somebody comes after you or some situation through people comes into and at your life, it's not the people who the enemy is. The enemy is the enemy. Amen? The enemy is the devil himself and how he maneuvers and operates. He has no power because he was defeated at Calvary through what Jesus accomplished. What he has is banking on the fact that people believe his lies and the natural circumstances around him, around us, that we believe the circumstances instead of believing the Word of God, because if you believe the circumstances, then you don't believe that God is really for you. You may not consciously say that or think that, but that's what you believe because you're not trusting the fact that God is on your side, no matter what it looks like. And my Bible says that if I don't quit, I'm going to reap the results I'm looking for because God is faithful to His Word. Can you say amen to that? we got to stay focused on that. I promise you, you will be talked out of these kind of things that I'm discussing with you today. The enemy will talk you out because you're no match for him if you stay after him in the flesh and in the natural. You're no match for him. He will defeat you because he is spirit like God is spirit. And the spirit of the enemy works to deceive us, and if we allow ourselves to be deceived and not stay connected to God, He will win in your life. 
And I'll back that up with every verse of Scripture I'm going to read today. Psalm 118. And verse 6. The Lord is on my side. And because the Lord is on my side, and I believe that, I will not fear. What can man do to me? There's not a period there. Look, look, go back. There's not a period there. It's a question. If the Lord's on my side, fear is not gripping and ruling my life, what can man do to me? The answer to that question is absolutely nothing because if God is for me, nobody can be against me. Can you say amen? Amen. For the Lord is for me among those who help me. Therefore, I shall see my desire on those who hate me. It is better to trust in the Lord than to put my confidence in man. It is better to trust the Lord than to put my confidence in man or the natural world. Always. It will always be that way. And I'm telling you today, it is that way. Psalm 23. Just laying a foundation of several things. Psalm 23, one of the most popular passage, or actually whole chapters in the Bible uh, that, that most people know. Psalm 23, the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. This is verse 1. Verse 2, he makes me to lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside the still waters. He restores my soul. He leads me in the paths of righteousness for his namesake. Verse 4, though, yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. Why? For you are with me. You're for me. You're leading me. You're guiding me. How long? All the way through whatever journey or whatever situation that I'm walking through, God will be with you. He will be for you. He's on your side. He will not leave you nor forsake you to the ends of the earth. He will cause you to win if you stay with Him. Now listen, the problem is what we've got working against us is many, 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 many testimonials of things that didn't work. How many has ever had something in your life that appeared it didn't work? I have both hands up. There have been many times that it appeared something didn't work. So so something didn't work the way that I thought it should work, so that means God's not true to His Word. Absolutely not. What you learn in life is you don't let circumstances dictate how you believe and trust God and His Word. You cannot because you'll be talked out of it. Yeah, I know the word says that, but, you know, this happened to so-and-so or this thing. You know, years ago I tried to do this and it didn't work and this thing didn't happen the way I thought it was going to happen. And so, I I saw a bumper sticker one time. You've probably heard, I'm sure you've heard me say this before. But I, I saw a bumper sticker one time that said, God said it, I believed it, and that settled it. And that is not true. God said it, that settles it. If God said it, it's true, and it will come to pass the way He said for it to come to pass if we will do what He told us to do. Those are the things we're talking about today. Amen? 
you have an enemy, but that enemy has no power to succeed against you if you believe that God is for you in every situation. Say it again, God is for me and not against me. Romans 8, no, before we look at that, look, look at, well, this is a great verse of Scripture right here. I just, I, I kind of stumbled across this verse. Psalm 59, and um, verse 9. Psalm 59 and 9, and I want to, I want to look at that, if you can put that up in the, ampli- in the amplified of that verse. Verse 9. It's not the verse. No, that's not it. It's 56. I was thinking, wait a minute, that's not the right verse. Hold on. It's 56 and 9 in the Amplified. Okay, now we got it. Then shall my enemies be turned back in the day that I cry out, This I know, for God is for me. One translation says, He'll be an enemy to your enemies. Then shall my enemies be turned back In the day that I cry out, why? Because I know that God is for me. So if God is for me, no enemy can be against me because I believe the Word says, if I believe God is for me, then my enemies are turned back. Always, in every situation, no matter what I face. I say this around here a lot. We've been saying it this year a lot. And I continue to encourage you to say this and remind yourself this every day. Never underestimate the power of the spoken word. Never underestimate the power of the spoken word. And the power of the spoken word is not like some magic show. I'm going to speak something and it's going to change something instantly and automatically. The power of the spoken word, first and foremost, helps to change My belief system where I believe He's for me and not against me. I promise you, most people on planet earth believe because of circumstances God is not for them. And I'll just have to say, and and, and they may not consciously think this, but lots of Christians that I come in contact with believe that God is against them because it's like something in their life they're not able to overcome, and so God is not really for me. They may not consciously think that, but by their actions, they're demonstrating that God is for me. And I don't care what it takes, I'm standing firm, I'm believing the Word of God, I will not back off from that, and every day, what's coming out of my mouth is what God says is so. i tell you, the longer I live, the longer I live. The less I care about what other people think and the more I am focused every day throughout the day on what God says is so in my life. I will not underestimate the power of the spoken word. The moment you speak something from God's word, greater is he that is in me than he that's in the world. 
That is, a, that is a scripture that is a revelation that every time I speak that, that word is working somehow behind the scenes. And there'll be a day, if I say that every day, and I'm encouraging myself, encouraging others in it every day, there'll be a day when it looks like God is not for me, and the circumstances are bigger than God is, and all of a sudden, out of my spirit, it will begin to rise. No! No, the greater one's in me. He lives on the inside of me in this situation. When you need it, it's there because of the deposit. No deposit, no return. No depositing the word through what you say. The Bible says the sower sows the word first. And if I'm not sowing the word where I'm hearing myself say it, and allowing it to go from my head to my heart, then I don't have deposit when I need it in difficult situations. So many times what happens is when we don't believe what I'm talking about today, people scramble for answers from God, but the answer is in the seed of the Word itself. And when the seed of the Word is spoken continuously, it begins to bear fruit, and the fruit is there when you need it. Because see, what I want to be is in the midst of trials, in the midst of what Psalm 23 said. Though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I fear no evil. Why? Because I'm convinced, like Psalm 59 says, or 56 says, I'm convinced that God is for me. Not just something that I heard somebody preach, or I read it in a book and I think He is, but I know He is. So that no matter what comes against me, the greater one is in me. And I win every single time. I, I don't know about you. I, I mean, people used to tell me, well, you know, you, you, you can't say that you win every single time because, you know, you know, some bad thing could happen to you. You know, you knock on wood. What does knock on wood have to do with what the Bible says? I mean, what's a piece of wood? Why don't you knock on steel, you know? I mean, knock on whatever. None of that's going to work. All, all that is is watch out because the devil's coming. Well, we already know he's coming, but he has no power to succeed. And if I know God's for me, he can't succeed against me. <laughs> Didn't say he wasn't going to come. He'll come. And, and, and not only will he come one way, if he gets kicked in the teeth one way, he'll come at you a different direction. So just... Be, take a big deep breath and just know devil's coming but we're not about the devil we're about how great God is can you say amen we're about how great God is Romans 8 Romans 8 just remember this we read this last week but just remember it Romans 8 31 <clears throat> what should we say to all of this Let's go back to New King James. What shall we say to these things? If God is for us, who can be against us? Just remember that. What should we say to all these things? Well, I'm telling you what I'm saying to anything. God is for me. And nobody can be against me. That's my answer to it. Now, 
what you, I can't answer for you what you answer, will be determined on what you're investing and what you're believing concerning God's Word. That's what matters. So, even if we're developing a belief system, it's a good thing. Just stay in the battle. Remember, He'll be with you all along the way, Psalm 23. All along the journey, He'll be there with you. Just don't quit on Him. I wrote this down. The more you believe that He is for you, the less you'll worry. Man, I know that for a fact. I, I, I wrote that down because that's what I've seen happen in my own life. The, le- the more you know that God is for you, the less you'll worry. The more you worry, the less you'll believe that God is for you. We live in a world and a society that actually teaches us that it's, it's, it's responsible to worry. If you're not worrying about something, you're not being responsible. I'm telling you, there is nothing to worry about when you know God is for you. Now, there's a lot to worry about if you don't know that. And if you're not developing that, there's a lot to worry about. And even in the midst of developing that, there's a lot to potentially give into and worry about. I mean, there's a lot to worry about. But I tell you, the more you believe God is for you, the less you'll worry. And I believe that without a doubt. 1 Peter 5. First Peter 5 and verse 7. <clears throat> Look at verse 6. Go backwards to 6. Humble yourself under the mighty hand of God that He may exalt you in due time, casting all your care upon Him for, for He cares for you. Say, God cares for me. Say, God is for me. God's on my side. God's my helper. God is with me. Yeah, He cares for you. You know why it's more advantageous for you to cast the cares of worry on Him? Because He can care for the situation so much better than you. Now, He gives us the illustration of what we've been talking about starting in verse 8. He said, be sober, be vigilant, because you're What is he? Adversary, the one that's against you. An adversary is against you. So there's one that's for you, which is God. There's one against you, which is the devil. I know I'm kind of talking in an elementary way, but as God gave me this message and, and built this, he said people need to realize that they don't think that I'm for them as much as they think they are, as they think they do. In other words, we need to hear this, and I encourage you, listen to every one of these on the podcast, download it, just listen to it, go over it, because you need to be reminded that God is for you. 
And he's not against you. He will take care of every situation. If you'll take deep breaths, you'll pray in the Spirit, you'll listen to the voice of God, you'll learn how to process the things that you're going through, he'll teach you all of it. Why? He's my helper. He's for me. He's not against me. But there's an adversary here, the devil, and this is what he's looking for. It says, he prowls about like a roaring lion, seeking whom he may devour. Okay? Now, what is, so what characteristic is he looking for in a human being that can be devoured? Well, I believe the next verse shows us what that is. He said, resist him steadfast in the faith. So, what he's looking for, see, if he can be resisted because you and I are in faith and trust and confidence that God is for us then what he's looking for is somebody that doesn't believe that, and then he can overtake them. So actually, the only power that the devil has is what we give him because of what we don't know and believe. The more you believe God is for you, the less you'll worry and be in care about anything, taking the care of anything. He said, cast every care. How many cares? Every one of them. I don't know about you, man, I, I could stand up here from now till noon and list to you all kinds of things that I could care about. But by faith in God, I choose not to care about any of it. Now, I'm not saying I got a list of things and everything's so bad over here and I'm just walking in denial of what's going on. Not, I'm not talking about that. I'm saying any of us, if we sat and thought about it long enough, could make a list of all a bunch of different things that we could be in care of and in fear of and frustrated about and worrying about and all that kind of thing. And that's where he expects you to go and that's who he's looking for to devour. What does that mean? That means he will be successful in his pursuit against you. But what we just read in Romans 8.31, if God is for you, then no adversary that is against you will succeed because you know God is for you. Can you say amen to that? Because you know God is for you. Exodus 23, just a couple of more passages. Exodus 23. Now, get yourself in a place to catch this right here, okay? Catch this, because this is vital to understanding everything else that I've been talking about. You've got to catch this right here. In Exodus 23... um, and verse 20. Verse 20 and verse 22, let's look at. Exodus 23, 20. Behold, I send an angel before you to keep you in the way and to bring you into the place which I have prepared. Verse 22. 
But if, but if you indeed obey his voice and do all that I speak, then I will be an enemy to your enemies and an adversary to your adversaries. So I want you to think about this, like, like this. I was telling my wife this yesterday that God, God was speaking this to me. Um, so if God is for me, then nobody can be against me. But if I choose in a situation to walk out of love, God can't be for that because God is love. So God is for me, but he can't be for things that I do in life that he's not in agreement with. He will not come into agreement with things in our life. And, and so a big question is, will that hinder his blessing to come to us? Absolutely. Even though, listen to me, when I walk out of love, he's still not against me. That's what you got to get on the inside of you. I'm going to say it again. If I... If I am responding in a given situation to somebody, maybe a family member, maybe a co-worker, maybe somebody here at church, whoever it is, and somebody says or does something, and my response is out of, it, it, it is not lined up with the love of God. In other words, certain characteristics that you can find in 1 Corinthians 13 that describe what love is, when my response is out of love, God can't flow with that. 1 John 4 says, God is love. God doesn't operate like that. God always thinks the best of every person in every situation, no matter what. See, our, our minds go tilt because you think, yeah, but you know, if I think good of them or if I don't, if I don't you know, expose them, then that, you know, uh, they're going to they're gonna get away with something. We're, people are always concerned about others getting away. We're not the judge of what other people get. And you know what? You need to be thankful of that because you hadn't got your comeuppance that maybe you should have got in your life because of the mercy and the grace of God. You know what God isn't for? He's not for jealousy. He's not for unforgiveness. He's not for envy and strife. God is not for any of those things, but He's for you. And when I know God is for me, what it does is it creates an empowerment to where God will be against, when I obey Him, then then. The enemies against me, he becomes empowered to shut those enemies down. He becomes an adversary for my adversaries. Other people will be blessed as a result of you doing what God says. God has helped you in life, but God has empowered you and I to help him. And we help God when we learn to be doers of what he says and then we carry it out to other people 
So when someone is ugly to me, I love them back. When somebody takes advantage of me, listen, I'm talking about hearing from God in a situation. Listen, it's easy just to respond how, the, how your head, how you, the, your first thought that comes to you. Well, you know, he did that to me, bam, you know, he, uh, he hit me, I'm going to hit him back. God doesn't think like that. God always sees every situation that we face as an opportunity to allow the blessing of God to flow into and for on, and on behalf of someone else. So God has helped you. The more you are actively helping God by being a doer of the word and then applying it in every situation, then is where we see the manifestations come our way. Why? Because we can be trusted because we trust him. I don't, have to, I don't have to work against someone else thinking that they're the one that's actually against me. It's the devil that's against me. See, when God's for me, it doesn't matter what people do to me. They can't take advantage of me. They can't overcome me. None of God's on my side. Man, if I'm in this thing on my own, that's one thing. But if God's on my side, nobody can prevail against me. So I don't have to walk out of love. Do we? Absolutely. I'm saying, do we walk out of love? Absolutely. People do. But do we have to? Absolutely not. So what, can, what does that mean? That means I can get better and better and better and better all the time. Here's, here's a, a good example found in Genesis 12, uh, verse 1 through 4. <clears throat> you know the story of Abram, and, and most people know this, this little piece, but here is a perfect example of God, was God for Abram? Did Abram do it all right? Absolutely not. You look in the New Testament, you think he's perfect. Look in the Old Testament, his dirty laundry's hung out everywhere. Right? Now the Lord said to Abram, get out of your country, from your family, from your family. When, uh, uh, Amplified says, from your family and your relatives, and from your father's house, I'll read that, that part again. Get out of your country, get away from all your family members and from your father's house to a land that I will show you. I will make you a great nation. I will bless you. I will make your name great and you shall be a blessing and I will bless those who bless you. I will curse those who curse you. Doesn't that sound like what we've just read? I'll be an enemy to your enemies and an adversary to your adversaries. I will bless those who bless you. I will curse those who curse you. And in you, all the families of the earth shall be blessed. And listen, we're following in the footsteps of Father Abraham and the families of the earth around you will be blessed when you're doing the word and you're carrying through and you're ministering that instead of reacting and overreacting to every ungodly situation. Verse 4. So Abraham... Departed. He obeyed 100% what God told him to do. Abraham, Abram departed as the Lord had spoken to him, and Lot went with him. What? And then nothing else is said about that. And Lot went with him. No, 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 wait, wait. Get out of your country from all your family and your relatives and from your father's house. He obeyed, but Lot probably whined and bawled and squalled. <laughs> Uncle Abe, I don't want to stay here. Let me, I want to go with you. I'm ah, so excited. I want to go. I want to go. So he came. 
And did some ugly things happen as a result of Lot? I imagine. Why? He didn't obey. You notice what we just read in three different passages? If we obey and do what he tells us to do, see, then I'll be an enemy to your enemies and an adversary to your adversaries. I'm for you, not against you. But I'm telling you today that even though God is for us, he can't be for some of the things that we allow in our lives. Do you know why? Only one reason. Because they're not good for us. You know what most people think? Well, God's not for that because he just doesn't like me. I mean, people think God doesn't like them. God loves you. And where would you be, the scripture we read earlier, where would you be had God not been on your side? God is for you no matter what, but he can't be for certain things that you allow in your life that he is not in agreement with because they're not good for you. Man, when you describe God like that as a father like that, whoo! Man, he's got it all figured out. And he is for us and not against us. All I got to do is stay with him and stay connected to him. And then I begin to be his hands and his feet and his mouth and his actions and, the, and his demonstration to the people around. See, everywhere I go, now I'm helping God out because now I'm doing what he said. So now there's an implementation of that and people can actually have a visual that God is really real and it really works and people really get healed and people really get set free. And like Fabian was talking about today, you know, tithing and sowing, tithing, all tithing does is give God access into your life in the financial world. That's what it does. He wants access because he knows if he's on your side and you believe it, it's good for you. You and I can't lose. Can you say amen to that? We can't lose. We cannot lose. <clears throat> Matthew 12, and I'm almost finished. How many give me five minutes? 10, 10, 15, 50, okay. Matthew 12 and verse 30. He who is not, he who is not with me, notice this is in red letters, he who is not with me, Jesus said, is against me. And he who does not gather with me scatters abroad. Now we've used that verse of scripture for a lot of stuff. <clears throat> but I believe it really fits with the point that I just made to you. If you're not with him in, let's just take in walking in love, then actually you're working against him and yet he's still for you. So every time I walk out of love, every time that I walk out of love, then I'm working against Jesus. And yet, he's still for me. God's for me, not against me. And, and if you, we read last week in, in, where it said that in Romans 8, then, then a question is asked, so what should we say to all these things? Shall tribulation and distress, shall 
you know, we can put whatever, will, it will unforgiveness and, and uh, unbelief and all these kind of things, shall they separate me from the love of God? Nay, in all these things I overcome and I'm more than a conqueror because of what he did for me. You see? So here we've got this dilemma because there's these things that are against us and God's over here saying, if I'm for you, those things can't prevail. They won't succeed. But you've got to realize when you acted ugly to so-and-so at work, all that's doing is keeping a hold that the enemy's having in your life and I want to help you get free of it and if you won't change it in the little things, it won't happen in the big things. And he said, come to me, listen to me, and I will help you to overcome those petty little things that try to nag at you and gnaw at you and keep you down. Because if you're not for him in those things, then you're actually working against him. And yet, he's still for us. Because, listen, if I get the revelation that I'm working against him when I'm not acting and doing certain things that I should do, if I think that now he's against me because, because of the mistake that I made and the thing I'm not able to get over, if I think he's against me, then why would I want to come to him? No, he's for me. No matter what. And he's here to help me on that journey. Though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, though I walk through the valley of walking out of love, though I walk through the valley of unselfishness or, or of selfishness, though I walk through the valley of unforgiveness, though I walk through this, that, and the other... God is with me, and he's my help, and he will take me through to the other side. I will get past this thing. And listen, your whole life should be about getting over this thing, and then the next thing, and the next thing. There'll never be a day when there's not something that you can get better in, because then you don't need a Savior. That's right. And this is a great scripture to leave you with. And when I, after I read this, I've got a passage of scripture to read to all those today that are being baptized. And in Proverbs 16 and verse 7, when a man's ways please the Lord, and you know what, you know, when I was reading this, I was thinking, if you take the things that I've been talking about today and what we talked about last week and we apply them, what happens is that <clears throat> what's pleasing to God is when what we do, we do by faith in Him, not by reactions to the natural. Because we trust Him, because we believe He's for us. So he says, <clears throat> when a man's ways please the Lord, he makes even his enemies to be at peace with him. <laughs> even your enemies at peace you, you don't have to work at trying to get your enemies to not be not, not to prevail against you your enemies will become at peace with you when you choose to believe and I, and I tell you where it starts is you saying it every day multiple times a day God is for me he is not with, against me God is on my side he is my helper uh, he, he cares about me. All the things that we read today, you put those to words every day. God is for me, and he's not against me. And the more you believe that, the more you're going to be in line with what 
he's in agreement with. So not only is he for you, but he's even for your actions. Because my actions begin to line up and they're just as though he would do them. You know, I, I, always, I always thought that. You know, are things just going to happen in life even if we choose to not change? And I say no. When you look at Jesus' life and a person tries to compare where they're getting the same exact results as Jesus got when he was on earth, he never missed it. But we've had trails, sometimes nine miles of bad road of missing it and doing and making horrible mistakes. Those things have to line up when our actions get in line with what he would do. And when you get those things right, and he's the one helping you to get that, you don't have to do that on your own, he's the one helping you to accomplish that, then I mean, I'm telling you what, all the stars align, not really, but you know, you know what I'm saying? I mean, everything gets in line, and the horoscopes and everything are just, no, no I'm, I'm teasing. All that gets in line, everything gets in line, and we come under an open heaven, and the blessing gets poured out on our lives in ways we never even dreamed. God wants to do for us above and beyond anything that we can even ask or think of. And I'm delivering to you today what I believe is the key to the success in your life. You knowing that God is for you. Can you say amen? Matthew 28, and I'll end with this. Matthew 28 and verse 16. So today, um, those of you that are being baptized, um, I want you to take this word that I've shared today. And I know a number of you that are being baptized, maybe you've been baptized before, but it's like new beginnings. There's nothing wrong with that. Actually, I've been baptized three times. And, uh, and when there's new beginnings in your life, it's, it's a great time to declare publicly even, old things are passed away and everything is brand new. I'm seeing things in a new way. And today, all of you that are being baptized, all of you here today, but especially those of you that are being baptized, I want you to view today as a new day of visualizing and seeing that God is for you. That if you've had struggles with that in, in the past, water baptism is not the end result of you being saved. You know, you accepted Jesus in your heart and then you missed the water baptism and, and you, you passed away before then like you're not going to make it to heaven. It's, I mean, there are people that think that and it's just an absolute absurd atrocity that is out there in, in, and it put people in fear and all these other kind of things. What water baptism is, is a revelation of the fact of what Jesus did for us. It's a revelation. And when I go in, when you, all those that are being baptized today, when you go down in the water, you're leaving your past behind and you're coming up in the power of resurrected life. There is an anointing on water baptism. When, and you know why we do it? Because Jesus did it. He was water baptized, so we do it. And today I'm declaring to you, when you come up out of that water, old things are passed away. Any revelation, any, any 
uh, knowledge or understanding that you had and, and fear that you had that God was not for you, you're going to come up out of that water knowing not only is God for me, but he's with me, he, he's protecting me, he's helping me, and I'm overcoming in every situation. Amen? And any of the situations in life that may not be lining up, they're going to begin to line up from this day forward. How many can believe that? Uh, Matthew 16, I mean uh, 28 and verse 16. The 11 disciples went away into Galilee to the mountain which Jesus had appointed to them. When they saw him, they worshipped him, but some doubted. And Jesus came and he spoke to them saying, All authority has been given to me in heaven and earth. Go therefore, go therefore, and make disciples of all nations. Baptizing them in the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. Teaching them to observe all all things that I've commanded you, and lo, I'm with you always, even to the end of the age. Today, as we baptize you in water, what Jesus was saying there was not to go and baptize the nations in water. The word baptize is the word immerse. And he was saying, go and immerse the nations in the revelation of who Father, Son, and Holy Spirit are. As we do water baptism, we're going to pray. The baptism is in the name of Jesus. When someone goes down, they're going down in the name of Jesus and coming up in the resurrected newness of life. But we, we acknowledge the Father's role and the fact that He gave His only begotten Son and the Holy Spirit's role who is left to live inside of us so that the whole picture and the whole package can be a part of what we operate in day to day. Can you say amen to that? So we really encourage you today to stay and, and watch those who are being water baptized if you can. Uh, because it's always a, a, a joyous time. But today, as, as we end this, say this with me again. I'm going to ask you to say several things. Say this with me again. God is for me and not against me. Nothing shall succeed against my life because God is for me. God is on my side. And God is my helper in Jesus' name. Come on, give him praise today. Glory to God. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father, in the name of Jesus. Father, today we just acknowledge how awesome and great truly that you are. I thank you for every person, every family represented in the house today. Thank you, Father, for your anointing, ministering life to them. I thank you today that the words that have been spoken will not return void, but accomplish what they were set out to accomplish. We give you the glory. We give you the honor and the praise for today in the name of Jesus Christ. And everybody said, Amen. Amen.